welcome to Rage You Nerds. I am Mr. Cack. I am joined on this Monday by Al and by TJ. We are the nerds. We're here to rage. We're here to do the equivalent of what Ezra Miller does in their very own life, and that is be a nuisance of public discussion when it comes to nerd-based topics. And hopefully we can be as felonious as, as thine Ezra Miller <laughs> happens to be. Alright, boys, we've got us some discussions to be had today. We got us some stuff to watch today. And then we are going to call it a day. But first, TJ, Al, how you boys doing? I'm tired. <laughs> it was a long day. I feel you. Al, how are you, buddy? Your, your mic is muted. Your mic is muted. Always. Every time. <laughs> uh, I'm good. It, I'm, it was my day off, so I didn't do anything. Nice. Nice. Well, that's nice. I, uh, I uh, got home, had to pick up my son uh, from his little, like, he does like a little gymnastics tumbling thing to get energy out. <laughs> and then my wife and daughter were still doing, like, a dance class and a tap class. So me and the boy came home. Uh, it was nonstop. He needed my attention because he's, he's like three, so he can't help it. Um, and then, like, I was like, all right, Stephanie's going to be home about 630. I'm going to eat, get stuff ready for the stream, and maybe have time to sit down and play or watch something. But my daughter and my son have fallen in love with what I never thought would be interesting. And it's watching me play Super Mario Brothers 3. <laughs> On the Nintendo Switch in our living room. So, like, they ask for it now. Like, Daddy, play the princess game. Because that's how they, I guess, identify Super Mario, is that we're trying to save the princess. Ah. But, so I had to had to get a round of just playing a couple couple map levels of uh, Super Mario Bros. 3 for them before get on here. So it's, it's been crazy. I'm just not ready. This is a sucky week. So does the Switch have, or the have, like, all the Super Mario Brothers games on them, like... From what like we played with the regular Nintendo, just kind of, yeah, for the most part. Um, if you do the online Nintendo Switch Online or Switch Online or whatever it's called, uh, yeah. you get access to. If you do the baseline online, which is the cheaper option, you get access to Nintendo and Super Nintendo, kind of basically a, a ROM emulator just built into the Nintendo, like just an online one. Hmm. The Nintendo one has Super Mario, Super Mario 2, Super Mario 3. Super Nintendo has the the Super Mario All-Stars game, which has the updated Super Nintendo version of 1, 2, 3, and then the Lost Levels. And it also has Super Mario World on the Super Nintendo. Now, if you pay the little bit chunkier change, you get access to Super or uh, to Sega and Nintendo 64. And on Nintendo 64... Mario 64, so they do have a wealth of Mario games on there. Mario Kart is still fun too. Mario Kart's still a blast too. I might just have to have to get one of those things and 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 try <laughs> to play some old Mario games because that's that's what I've been missing in life right there is just playing Super Mario Brothers. Just it's, one one and three. Oh, uh, it's just it it just feels like the olden days too. Even on like the weird Joy-Con controller, it still just feels like the olden days. Well, TJ, since I didn't remember his name being Andor, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say I also was caught off guard <laughs> by this revelation. <laughs> we didn't do our research. Al was the only one. Al was the only one. Um, 
Uh, so I originally had this for Olivia Newton-John, but, you know, it's so hard for me to take this show and make it want to be uh, an Olivia Newton-John kind of send-off type thing. But, Olivia Newton-John, rest in peace, uh, we have a little picture of her, probably, in my mind, the most iconic visual of her, and that's waving at the end of Greece while they're flying up into the sky, which now takes on new symbolism because it's like... Well, everyone just assumed the, the biggest film theory, one of the biggest film theories out there is that, you know, this was all in a dream or in purgatory or something. And we've actually talked about that. So to, to say that Olivia Newton-John is related to Rage You Nerds in the context that we've discussed her crowning achievement in Greece. Yeah, there you go. But we're going to move on to some truly nerdy stuff that isn't, well, I mean, it might be, uh, downtrodden, and that's Walter Hamada out as DC Films Prez. He's waiting for Black Adam to release so he can potentially make a good payday off of that, and then it seems like he is going to be out the door following that. This comes in light of Batgirl getting the axe and the WB Discovery merger putting a lot of things in flux. You can also toss in Ezra Miller, Amber Heard controversies, and, I mean, I don't blame him for leaving, but to you guys, what does this mean for DC Films, the DCEU, and just DC live-action adaptations moving forward? Oh, you go ahead and go first. I, I don't know. It's, I mean, a lot is happening right now for DC, and I don't think they know what, where they're, what, what's going on. Like, I mean... They get rid of a movie that has no controversies to it at all and then leave two movies that have stink to them and hope that nobody forget and everybody forgets about it. So it's kind of like what I don't I think he didn't have any say in that at all, especially with him trying to leave. Now, I, w I wouldn't want to be a part of this. I wouldn't want to be a part of this group of people, this organization, um, they are running themselves into the ground, digging themselves the biggest grave I've ever seen. Kind of hard to, to disagree. TJ, your thoughts? Apparently, he hasn't been the president of Warner Brothers DC for very long. Apparently, it was only January 2018. Yeah. Like, so he, we can't... He, he, came over know, from, he came over from something else. I forget what, but yeah, continue. So we can't really say, like, a lot of this stuff is on him with, you know how bad DC movies have generally been or how they've been received, you know? Um, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, since the, since the merger, um, you know, everything has been up in the air with DC. And so it wouldn't surprise me if pretty much anybody and everybody who's going to be part of this DC based film production is not let go and completely replaced because I mean, let's face it. They don't have the best track record when it comes to their movies, flash Aquaman, black Adam, those movies are already done. They're done filming. They're ready to go. You know, who knows what kind of reshoots or anything like that. were going to be ordered on Batgirl. So it, you know, kind of makes sense just to cancel it right then and there. But I mean, I just think any everything is going to be up in the air with DC at this point. I've heard I've heard I've read stuff saying that they were trying to do like a 10-year based plan kind of what uh the MCU has done. So, we'll we'll see what the future holds. I mean, at this point everything's been canceled it seems like. So, 
It's just, it's so, it's not equivalent, right? Because it's not the same, it's not the same standing. But this is essentially Kevin Feige stepping down for the MCU equivalent for DC's version, right? It just feels like this is not a good sign. This is not, this is, I mean, and you could probably say, well, in the last two years, has he really got DC films to where they would want it to be competitive with, with Marvel? I mean, probably not, but, I mean, t- t- four years? Four years, and it feels like he fled, he jumped ship. Like, he abandoned this ship, is what it feels like to me. This feels like well, an abandoning, more so know, than an axing, or Think of this, too. Out. This was supposed to be the year of DC. I think at one point in 2021, like, Aquaman, The Flash, Black Adam, and Shazam were all supposed to be released this year, right? Yeah. And then I think, was it, when does Black Adam come out? That doesn't come out this year, does it? It, it does. It... it comes out October this year. So when's Aquaman supposed to come out? Two of the movies ended up getting pushed next year. One of them was The Flash. I can't remember if Aquaman was the other one. It might be Aquaman because I think, whoops, I think for this year it's supposed to be Black Adam and Shazam to finish off the year. But I have also think I read an article somewhere that said Shazam may be on the pushing block as well. So I don't know, man. Uh, uh, originally, uh, so let's see, I went and watched what I what I go and watch. I watched something recently, whatever the last, whatever the last Marvel thing was. I went and saw that in theaters. And um, from there, myself and Reno, who like to go watch the comic book movies together, plotted out what our course was. It was like October is Black Adam, November is Wakanda Forever, and then December was supposed to be uh, Shazam. But I'm not 100% sure anymore if Shazam is happening in December, because can you be certain about anything anymore with DC? Uh, it seems like that's just a hodgepodge of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> uh, well, some. Uh, yeah, I mean, they, they didn't show anything at San Diego Comic-Con, just the, just the Black Adam trailer. So how are you going to have any other movies come out for the year if you have no trailers? It was yeah, the biggest letdown DC's ever done for the uh, community of their, like, of the fan base. Well, I think they had like a DC fandom this year. And they did a lot of stuff with that, and that was before the Batman came out. But they were talking about how it was supposed to be the year of DC with, you know, all these DC movies coming out. But I just, hmm. I mean, at this point, you know, it's 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 a constant, you know, MCU releases a timeline, and they release their movies. You know, they may push out a few months with, you know, the exception of 2020 and 2021 yeah, yeah. for obvious reasons, but they may push out the movies a month or so but they pretty much stick with that timeline you know if if we're supposed to get three mcu movies in a year we're going to get those three mcu movies in a year oh yeah dc just constantly ever since i I mean i don't know how many times like batman v superman or justice league was delayed but I know they had to have been delayed because every single every single movie has always been delayed. Like The Flash, they've been that movie has been in the works since Justice League came out. How long ago was that? Oh, like twenty eighteen. DC had a plan for multiple series and movies, like Green Lantern. Uh, there was supposed to be a Justice League two and a Justice League three. 
they were supposed to come out and then they were going to start doing their world building with other superheroes, do more Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Batman movies are supposed to be a Ben Affleck Batman movie. So like all these plans, everything just seems to kind of like fall through with DC. So, you know, for, for this, what's his name? Uh, Oh God. What is it? It is Walter Hamada. So for him to like bow out, like I don't blame him if if that's the reason why, and if if DC is basically pushing him out, I don't blame them either. I mean, they need a complete revamp. They need someone like Kevin Feige who's familiar with the comic book material and the story material to get the right people in place to write the scripts so they're not going through 50 different writers and 50 different directors and keep getting pushed back and delayed and canceled and actually build a universe as opposed to basically what's been happening which is just you know trying to trying to survive off of what the dceu and the snyderverse has created like they can you take heard this... him dc get your heads out your ass i mean oh, they yes, can man. take this this batman movie you know the batman and they can do a batman 2 and maybe introduce you know something else and then do a superman movie and then tie them together and you know, maybe not do like a crossover movie, but, you know, little hints or something that Superman exists and Batman exists and that they're aware of each other. And then, you know, recast Wonder Woman, do another Wonder Woman movie, you know, and then, you know, I hate to say it, recast Aquaman. And, you know, if, if that's the way they want to do it and build a Justice League kind of universe and Justice League movies like they can do it and they can do it over 10 years. But at this point. I think it would be 10 years before they got two of those movies out. And then set your Joker in the 80s and have him be almost a full, like a into late development adult and then have a sequel where he does a musical. Because <laughs> DC. But you know what isn't as absurd as a Joker sequel musical starring Lady Gaga? Jack's upset. Jack is upset. He hears uh, something. i got to let him out. Okay, that's fine. Because when you come back, TJ, we're going to find out that Ezra Miller is still a gosh <laughs> ding dang dong menace. I'm back. And, and my question, I guess my question to you is, what more, what more has to be seen from Ezra Miller before people are just done with them? Like, it seems like, why... Why, why, why is this person continuing to get kind? It's not a free pass, but it's like, why are they still interacting with other humans? Like, why is it? It seems like the title of the article was Ezra Miller charged with another felony. <laughs> <laughs> not, not the first felony, not a felony, another felony. The article writer is so exasperated <laughs> with the felonious charges against Ezra Miller, they're just like, it's another one. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, bo boys, something has to happen. I don't know what, but discuss. <laughs> I, something's got to happen, obviously. Yes. I mean, I just... Like I, I get, there's big names in this in this movie. Michael Keaton's one, um, but if I was Michael Keaton, I wouldn't want to be associated with that movie. No. I, I mean, I don't care how much of a like how much money you're gonna lose. That is not something I would want to be associated with as a celebrity. Uh, being next to somebody who is a menace, who is causing trouble, who is, I guess, wants to go to jail. 
I, I don't know. It, it, it's absurd that DC is sticking with this. And, I mean, it, you got rid of a movie that had no, like, nothing wrong with it. Nothing, nothing was happening outside of the movie production to make it stink. But you have two movies that are coming out that have the worst stink in the lifetime on them uh, with Amber Heard and Ezra Miller. So, I mean, and you're going to release both of those still. It just doesn't make any sense. Um, if, if I was Michael Keaton, I would just stay with the MCU, stay with Spider-Man, forget DC forever. So, TJ, to, to go along Al's point, is there, do you foresee there being a breaking point where they finally just shelve this? Or do you think no matter what, Ezra Miller could go and take a dump on the White House steps and like light their farts in front of the Queen and everything would be fine and they're still going to release this movie come hell or high water? I think the only way that DC would shit can the project is if Ezra Miller were to murder somebody. <laughs> I think that is the only way at this point. Or... Unless something like what happened with, you know, Kevin Spacey with the allegations of, well, you know, the, the allegations against Kevin Spacey that are just so heinous that DC is, I mean, otherwise DC's not going to do anything. And I think the only reason why they're not doing anything is because Michael Keaton is attached. Michael Keaton played the first live action, well, since Adam West, the first live action The first serious Batman. Version of batman you know he and him being attached to it and bringing back his iconic version of batman his you know the the bat suit and everything and just all that i think that is what they're basing their hopes on this movie is that that alone will draw in like the ticket sales and the viewers but other than that like i don't see this movie being any good i don't see people I, th I see it getting a lot of like negative reviews and, you know, just getting trashed on Rotten Tomatoes. But I think the only way that DC is going to do anything about it is if Ezra Miller were to straight up do something completely and utterly heinous. I mean, obviously the felonies and the assaults and everything like that, that's bad. But, you know, you can just say, oh, well, that's the way they are. You know, that's that's mm -hmm. celebrity for you. They can get away and do whatever they want. And yeah, it's I just I don't see anything going or coming of it. And unless something like I said, unless something really, really bad happens. I remember the good old days when when Robert Downey Jr. had a coke addiction and everyone's like, we're not sure if he's going to be like still in the movie industry. Like this, He's probably done. Now you can have a marijuana farm compound with lots of guns unsupervised children you can choke out the people that are <laughs> renting out their house to you or whatever or bed and breakfasting you uh you could choke them out threaten them steal their <laughs> steal private information from them and you can go and rob alcohol from a private residency but even that's still like well we'll make your movie we'll, we'll put it out there i don't know it seemed like the 80s we we were firmer in our decrying of <laughs> Of, uh, you got a problem, you're not gonna do movies anymore, sorry. And that wasn't, you know, that wasn't for everyone. You know, clearly there's monsters hidden within there that never got, uh, shit-canned appropriately. But it just seems like Ezra Miller, in a time where, 
we as a society and especially an internet community have been so quick to squash anything even sniffing some of the allegations about Ezra uh, that it just seems like, huh, why hasn't this person been canceled? Like, what is going on? Like, I, I, part of me is like, I should not be decrying a movement to cancel anyone. Cancel culture is a very toxic in and of itself uh, creation of social media. But at the same time, it's like, why? Why haven't we canceled this person yet? Why? Why are they still doing things? Why have they not been shut down and, and, and like, went into seclusion in the Vermont mountains and just been away from everything? The fact that, Ezra Miller still feels emboldened to go out and do just stupid shit. It's just, it's mind-blowing. I think DC is also trying to distance themselves from Ezra Miller in that I I think I saw something where they weren't going to have Ezra Miller appear on any of the the premieres and, and, you know, (laughs) press interviews and stuff like that. Which, you know, if the movie is based around one person, like, not having that person at the premieres or the press interviews, you know, is, is still kind of a, a shot in the foot in a sense. So you mean not having the flash at the flash movie <laughs> is going to be bad. <laughs> uh, no, I, I totally agree. They have to, they can't have him there. TJ, you yeah. are totally 100% correct. But again, to your point, like, it's freaking called The Flash. You can have Ben Affleck. You can have Michael Keaton, which are both in it. You can have all this laundry list of other names and characters. At the end of the day, it's The Flash. <laughs> and you are the screwed because he plays at least three characters in the film, <laughs> is what it looks like from the trailers. So, I mean, at oh, this point, trailer? I hadn't even seen it. <laughs> I think it was... Yeah. It was... I think it was like released like several months ago. Yeah, it was a while. It was a while ago. It was that DC fandom thing, and they it was basically a teaser trailer of it. It didn't show Michael Keaton as Batman, but it had like his silhouette or something, and had his voice like saying something. But it was a while back. It's on oh. the YouTube's. Hopefully, it's get off my lawn. I'll watch it. Ezra Miller is living the best Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton quote ever, <laughs> and that's you want to get nuts. Let's get nuts. And Ezra Ezra is dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, I think. Um, all right, here we go. Uh, on, to, on to better news, more uplifting news, if you will. Giancarlo Esposito has been in talks with Marvel. And the speculation, and even his own suggestion, is he would like to play Professor X. Now, I am not going to sit here with either of you to discuss the merits of should... Giancarlo Esposito be Professor X. Giancarlo Esposito is an amazing actor, can do whatever the hell he wants. My question to you, boys, is if you were casting Giancarlo in the MCU, is Professor X the role you would go with, or would you go with a different character? Take some time Uh, to think it over. Oh, TJ's good. I will just go off and say it. I think he would make an excellent Professor X. Perfect. I mean, have you just, have you listened to him speak? In anything that he's done, oh, he's so good. He's, I mean, amazing. Like I would, it's there's there's a few actors out there that I would just stop and listen to them reading a, a you know an encyclopedia or you know a, <laughs> yeah. a dictionary or you know a phone book. He's one of them. I mean, he's got that. I don't even 
know what you'd call it. Just, you know, he has that presence on screen that just, it just draws you to him. Like what, which, uh, which of the, he's in the Mandalorian, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's uh Moff Gideon in the Grand or the Grand the Mandalorian. Uh yeah. he was in Breaking Bad. And mm-hmm. for those of us that like the boys, he's Stanley Edgar in the boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I honestly like even if if it was a X Men movie, like God, there's so many mutants. Like I just Professor X is the only one I can see him playing. And there'd be the only one that I mean, I think he would he would just be perfect for it. Al, you got a thought in your brain? Um, I mean, yeah, he'd be great at Professor X. Uh, for me, I would kind of want to see him as Magneto. Um, I think I think he would make a, a, a magnificent Magneto. He he plays a great villain in all the shows he's in. Um, he's got that tone to be Magneto. He's got that that willpower, the the stance, and everything just to be him. And, and like, it's okay to change the story of how Magneto and all these other characters came to be because it's it's fantasy it's it's not real so it's okay for anybody what do you mean to play it's not real <laughs> well, yeah, what do you mean spoilers <laughs> um i'm gonna throw i'm gonna throw a character name out there you guys tell me and while i know al constantly reminds me that howard stern is in play <laughs> for this character what about giancarlo esposito as dr Doom. I couldn't see him as Doctor Doom. I don't think. I so mean, either. he does play a good villain, but I mean, he plays a good villain. But imagine what he can do as a good guy. You know, like That's I true. think he would. He would do. A, he would do great as Magneto as well. Um, I'm just looking forward to someone being a Professor X who is not 90 years old and we don't know if he's going to survive another two years. <laughs> Sorry, Patrick Stewart. I mean, you know, you're Jean-Luc Picard, you're Professor X, you always will be. But, you know, you're getting up there in age. <laughs> I guess Professor X would be good for, you know, Patrick Stewart to keep playing because he's in the wheelchair. Um, doesn't have to get up and move around. And I don't know if you watched Star Trek Picard Season 2. Like, it's kind of rough. His age showing, his age showing a little his bit. His age is that. showing, yeah, his age is showing. And, you know, I mean, it's, it's someone who didn't age for the longest time, and now his age is starting to show a little bit. I mean, I think I think it's good to get a younger person, but yet still not as, you know, <sighs> crap, who was it that played in, in the X-Men prequel series? Um, uh, James McAvoy. Yeah, so like I don't want someone as young as James McAvoy, but you know, still I don't want someone even for like Magneto. I don't want someone as young as James McAvoy for Magneto, but still don't want someone as old as you know Patrick Stewart and is it Ian McKellen? Yes. Okay. Uh, listen, at the end of the day, Giancarlo Esposito in the MCU in almost any capacity is acceptable. I will say that I agree with both of you that I hope it's one of those two roles because those two roles have less likelihood to be killed off as a one-off in a movie. And while Doctor Doom won't, let's be honest, MCU doesn't handle their villains very well, and Doctor Doom very well could be dead after at least three appearances. And (laughs) that'll stink, but that's the MCU. Well, and Doctor Doom would probably have like a... uh... 
you know, a small cameo introduction appearance on one movie and then be the main villain on like the Fantastic Four movie and then not really be mentioned for another 10 years and then kind of show up, you know, Red Skull like eventually later on. (laughs) So so it's hard to not see him not just Dr. Doom, not Giancarlo Esposito, but Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom has to be a, a big player in in Secret Wars. Like, it doesn't make sense not to have... Because in the comic books, Doctor Doom is a big player in Secret Wars. Yeah. I, uh, I think Kang is going to be the... Doctor uh, Doom equivalent of, of well, that story? No, I think Kang will be the, like, multiverses villain, but I think Doctor Doom will be the ground control villain that we get for Daredevil, Spider-Man, the rest of them. I don't know. Doctor Doom. I, I still want an Earthbound large-scale threat. Like, I, I guess you could say that Kang is, you know, earthbound. He was He's technically, in at least some fundamental level, a human. Born to the Richards family name. <laughs> and then time travel, nimbly-bimbly, uh, time, timey-wimey stuff. But, like, having an actual, in-the-present human threat, like, there's something that can be very rewarding to that. Also, people are gonna love that villain eventually because it's like, I don't like those space people invading either. <laughs> it's why it's why Lex Luthor always gets a little bit of a pop when when you portray him with a good actor. It's because like he's right. Gosh dang, aliens come from the sky. Think they can take over the city? I don't think so. Give us a good old fashioned bald dude and let him do it. <laughs> people underestimate that Lex Lex Luthor not being like. I mean, is is probably like. The most non-villain villain there is in DC. <laughs> because essentially, yeah, it is like, hey, there's this aliens are coming down and literally <laughs> infiltrating everything and have the powers of gods and can take over. What are we going to do about it? And everyone's like, shut up. We're Superman fans. <laughs> he he does make a very compelling argument. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad argument for sure. Maybe that's what we do an episode is discuss the merits of like, was that person the villain, or what? <laughs> or were they just trying to tell a truth? And it's just like, well, you're the antagonist for sure. <laughs> it's just like, ah, I don't know. I don't know. I think there's people that think Thanos was right, and I think after surviving COVID, I'm not. Uh, I'm not opposed to Thanos having some merit to his discussion of we'll probably just eat and shit ourselves to death, and that's just how it is. I, I, what is it, Ultron? Like spent like five minutes on the internet and decided the world needs to die. <laughs> <laughs> He he checked one Facebook article. <laughs> he found one of those ranker articles that's like, you'll never believe which movies were voted, blah, blah, blah. And you like click on it, and it's like 25 advertisements hit you, and all of a sudden your social security number's been released to the public. It's like, well, I don't think that was worth it. Oh, like, well, yeah. Thanos had a point, or Thanos, uh, Ultron had a point. You know, honestly, the the best villains do have a point, right? Like that's yeah. that's what makes them compelling. If it's just a, I'm gonna crush you because you're weak and humans, and I'm eh, okay, whatever. Who cares? Like you're not interesting. But it's like I'm gonna crush you because it's terrifying that these superhumans exist, and no no humans should have to deal with these gods among us. All right, he's making some points. You know, he's not wrong. Like I'm fearful of these people as well now. <laughs> let's, let's, let's let's hear him out. <laughs> Uh, Al, do you want to do uh, Only Murders in the Building, or do you want to put it off until the next time we stream? Um, we, we can wait, because I, I, 
I just want to, I, I'm at a, I'm at a frustrating point. Time. Yeah, I'm at a frustrating point now where I, 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 I think we're just one episode away from where I can start making what I feel like is an educated guess just to be completely yeah. fucking wrong. <laughs> that, that last episode, the ending, oh my god. I know. I know. I know. I know. Uh, so TJ, just to let you know, you don't. I'm not going to spoil anything, uh, but a blackout has just occurred in New York City, and a murder is is out there. Uh, there's secrets and shenanigans and tomfoolery and secret passageways, uh, and New York is suffering from a blackout. So, uh, and it's actually been alluded to that that's probably was going to happen, right? That was the Son of Sam game. Uh, that Martin Short's character was playing. Yeah. So he played basically what I've played before, but we called it, what do we call it? We called it like, we called it like Assassin or something like yeah. that. But uh, the, 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 there's other names for it where it's basically uh, you pass, you assign people cards. One card is designated as the killer and then you don't know who it is and you're trying. Yeah, I mean, yes, it's a, it's a, it's a very much in person among us game. Yes. You know what we need to do? We need to do another game night. We do, we do. With the, with the four of us, we yep. do. Uh, I wish, I wish, I wish we all had access to just do Among Us because I think that game is is hilarious. But we kind of need more people. But the Jackbox stuff is pretty funny, uh, as long as you as long as you get into it and realize that you can't be too extreme with it because that doesn't win. But you can be funny with it, and not everything's gonna win. But yeah, okay, all right, all right, we'll do that, boys. This has been a good Rage You Nerds. I think we did it. It's a Monday night. It's 9.36. I'm ready for bed. <laughs> All right. Long day's work tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's going to suck ass. Um, Al, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, I appreciate the work you put into the uh, getting the cryptid. Or well, maybe we need to think of a maybe we need to think of a different name. Yeah. What, what, I don't know. I, I like that. I like cryptid corner, man. I like the I like the alliteration. Alliteration is yeah. just a, a powerful tool for me. Uh, being Chris Cagle, I <laughs> just I love alliteration. Um, TJ, thank you so much for joining us this Monday stream. Because TJ joined us, I believe we're doing no stream on Friday, correct? Uh, you know, uh, huh? we'll, we'll huh? hold huh? we'll hold with just that. No, doing no stream on Friday unless something big just happens. <laughs> Ezra Miller kills someone. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if that happens this week, then we can go on Friday and be like, we called it. I mean, if yeah. that happens, I'll have to tap in from my phone and do it from like uh, the wife's art uh, show. So, Ooh, but art like, show. if there's any uh, big trailers or anything that drop, I don't know what's going to happen this week. Hell, <laughs> I agree. We'll, we'll just I, keep an eye out on Facebook to see if anything pops up, and then I agree. I'll text you if a big trailer drops that feels like we need to do a reaction to it to try to capitalize on it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I if agree. anything, we could just do a couple trailer reactions, and I don't know what all stuff there will be to. Man, after Talk after about, the so. after the Black Panther trailer, all the rest of these trailers, even the ones I liked, just haven't felt like the same level of this is gonna be good one. That Black Panther trailer, holy shit! Like I, I wasn't interested in seeing it, but after oh, watching that trailer, I was just like, God dang, I need to watch this movie. I know that was. That was uh, again just kind for, of like just for if nothing more for just like the uh, the actors like memorial that they're gonna have throughout the movie. Oh right? man, just just the just the okay. I want to see Namor now. I want to see what they do with that. I want to see who's in the Black Panther suit. Even though you can take an educated guess and probably narrow it down to two people that are probably one of them is going to be the right choice. Mm -hmm. Um, I I like it because. 
Yeah, no, as soon as Chadwick Boseman passed and they announced that they were still going to go through with making this film, I was like, man, I just don't want to sit through it. I don't want to sit through highlighting Wakanda. I know that sounds bad, but like, I just don't care. I'm just, I'm, I, I, you know, not to be morbid or anything, but just more curious of like how they're going to write him out kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, how are they going to, you know, explain that? Is it going to be like an off screen kind of thing? And I mean, that's, that's kind of what I'm interested in. Just, you know, cause I'm morbid, I guess. <laughs> Al, I didn't think of this when we were reviewing or reacting to the trailer. Um, but when when the mother is like talking about how she's lost her whole family, doesn't that feel like she's either implying that Shuri's not part of her family, or I, that maybe Shuri also has died? Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, that's a the big statement from her for sure. Um, I mean, it's gonna be interesting where this goes and and how they do it because watch, I mean, watch that watch that be part of like a blip thing maybe she makes that comment during the blip or something well no yeah. because chad because because t'challa comes back after the blip i i don't i don't know i'm confused i'm confused yeah i don't know i mean they could have just thrown that in there and then just take it out so <laughs> so true yeah <laughs> so true <laughs> like 90 so percent of that's probably not going to be in the movie so. <laughs> <laughs> i know i know i know man i don't know but the whale thing i don't know there's kind of a there's kind of a uh a charmy i've never actually fully invested in avatar but people not the air last airbender but the james cameron monstrosity of filmmaking uh it, it seems like there's a lot of the, they're not calling them Atlanteans in this because DC has claimed to fame on that. Um, but the Atlantis equivalent from where Namor hails uh, in this film, it seems like that feels a lot of, oh, the Navi. <laughs> like, this is the, the Avatar people. And they're like, skin is painted solid ghost white. It's like the Avatar people. And they're now just solid ghost white. All right, cool. I can deal with that. The Way of Water. <laughs> I hate that title. I hate it. All right, boys. This has been Rage You Nerds. Al, TJ, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, Fraught Relic, thank you so much for tuning in. Anyone else that tunes in either during the moment or afterwards, we appreciate you stopping by. If you're not already following the channel, please feel free to follow the channel. If you'd like to check out some of the stuff that we splice together and throw on our YouTube page, check it out on YouTube. We are Rage You Nerds. Uh, Yeah. All right. There we go. Goodbye.